0: hi welcome to another episode of supernaturally dangerous thank you so much for joining in with me today today we will dig into the bible and find out what is described as a little member but the hardest to tame i'll let you ponder on that one for a minute We're going to find out how this little member can lead us into a false and counterfeit religion. So I want to take these few seconds for you to grab your Bibles, and we'll be reading out of the book of James, chapter 1, verse 26. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for a new day, and I ask you that you open up our understanding and give us clarity of your word. Help us to grow in the knowledge that comes from the Holy Ghost, our teacher. Guide us into all truth. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Episode 4 Beware of Counterfeit Religion. When I think of counterfeit religion, I think of false signs and wonders or false tongues and prophecies because we all know that the devil likes to counterfeit the good things of God in order to deceive us. But today I'm not going to be dealing with those kinds of counterfeits, although they are quite real and dangerous. Instead, we will expose a more subtle and dangerous counterfeit spirit than these I just mentioned. And that is to have a counterfeit religion. I can hear you in my mind saying, well, I don't have religion. I have a relationship with Christ. Actually, religion isn't bad when it is good religion that comes from a right relationship with God. Our text today is James 1.26. I'm going to be reading out of the King James Version. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. So if we do not control our tongue or tame it, we have a counterfeit religion and we are deceiving ourselves. James says that this type of religion is vain, which means it's producing no results and is useless. So we must not allow the flesh to rule our tongues and and be influenced by a counterfeit spirit that would make us supernaturally dangerous to ourselves and to others. This means, this means when religion is done right, we are following and living what the word of God commands us to. Which simply means that we are in obedience to a divine command by God. So in James 1, 20, 26, James is saying when we can't control our tongue, then our religion is fake. A good place to start off with would be in our personal life by examining ourselves to see if our relationship with Christ is counterfeit or the real deal. Here in these passages, James says it clear and simple that if we consider ourselves to have a good relationship with God but yet can't control our words, Then we are lying to ourselves, and our religion and our relationship with God is in vain because of the negativity we speak against ourselves and others. This puts the fear of God into my life, and it makes me examine myself daily. And that is to make sure that my words do not cause hurt to others or to me. None of us should think of ourselves as a person that has a good relationship with God if we can't keep a tight lid on our tongue. That is, if we cannot control our words that come out of our mouth, we are lying to ourselves about being a person that is close to God. Matthew fifteen eleven says, What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. In in our text in James, it refers to taming the tongue, controlling our tongues, and directing them in the right direction. Later on in the book of James, he writes that the tongue is the hardest Thing to control and no one will get it perfect all the time but encourages us to continue to act as if we believe God by our choices that we are trusting him and that is evident by the words we speak with our tongue. You'll find that in James 3 7. Here are a few red flags to go by. By bridling not his tongue because 1. You're always boasting about your own works. 2. Speaking bad about others. 3. Backbites others with their tongue. 4. Hurt someone's name or character with their own tongue. 5 by private insinuations and undermining others. Six, sharing accusations without any foundation. Seven, takes no care of what they say. Eight, gives their tongue liberty to speak anything they feel like. Nine, Brings injury to others with their tongue. 10. Dishonors God with their tongues by cursing and being vulgar in their language. How can we deceive our own hearts? By having a showy religious spirit, Only an external performance. False confidence in their religion. Gives into loose talk. How can this make our religion be in vain? Because it is useless if we can't control our tongues. It is also unprofitable. For God's use, a person that can't control their tongue and is out of control. Your evil tongue will bring reproach upon the ways of God and the word of God. All your religious duties and church activities will bring you nothing if you can't control your tongue. I'm not here to tickle your ears and the word of God is not here to tickle my ears. I understand that I have to practice what I teach others and I will be accountable to tell you the truth and I have to live accordingly. Every day that is my prayer. And do I fail? Yes. Sometimes miserably, but I get up and I try again and I ask God to forgive me. My testimony comes from a a girl that had a big mouth and didn't know when to shut up. And God is still doing that work in my life. Yes there is grace and long suffering but not if you walk around with a self-righteous spirit and a and counterfeit religion religion that thinks their untamed mouth and loose talk will get them a ticket to a higher ground with Christ yes god gives us grace but we can't take advantage of that grace or take it for granted. And that's by make, making no effort to change and tame our tongue. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Romans 6, 1-2 to for, for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under grace. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? certainly not Romans 6:14 to 15 There are consequences, for the sins of the tongue. Paul had great concern for all the churches that walked in the flesh, because the consequences are most severe that include the wages of sin, which is death. Romans six twenty three. He continues in Romans eight verses four to eight by saying in Jesus he condemns sin. So, therefore, we must stop sinning with our tongue and learn to keep our mouths shut and watch what comes out of them, because that reveals what's really in our hearts matthew twelve thirty four Jesus puts it bluntly when he said, "You brute of vipers." How can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 4.23 Keep your heart with all vigilance, for it flow the the springs of life. Proverbs 10.11 The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. So how can we approach God in repentance of the sins of the tongue? Let's ask ourselves if we are walking in self-righteousness and do we look down on others by talking about them or putting them down with our words. If you are honest and answered yes, then there is hope. You cannot base your religion on your good works and confidence in yourself. And with the same tongue you praise God, you use your words against you. In the book of Luke, we find a story about two men that went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. That you'll find in Luke 18 Verses 9 and 10. This story relates to people who trust in themselves and are confident that they are righteous. This man in the book of Luke scorned and made nothing of all the the rest of the men. Scorn, the expression of such an attitude and behavior, speech, their words are extreme and they look down on others. I'm pretty sure that falls into counterfeit religion when your behavior and attitude for others is such. Ask yourself this, am I a Pharisee or a a publican? Pharisee. The Bible describes a Pharisee as men that want to be seen by men with their big, long, fancy prayers, but looked down on others and put others down. Matthew 6, 5. The publican recognized his sin and was sorry and knew his need of a savior. He stood from a distance and begged God for mercy on his soul. But the Pharisee was confident in his own righteousness, while the publican, the tax collector stood from a distance, he would not even look up to heaven but beat his his breast and said, "God, have mercy on me, a sinner." Notice the tax collector's posture in eighteen verse thirteen he doesn't feel worthy to draw close to God or the temple, not raising his eyes to heaven, but standing with head level or bowed as a sign of his sense of guilt. Next, instead of telling God all of the good things about himself, he describes himself as a sinner. He is confessing his sinful sinfulness before God and taking full responsibility of it. So we see that the Pharisee had a false sense that his religion pleased God, but in reality, it was counterfeit religion. And the tax collector knew he was in need of a savior and therefore he walked after God's heart and touched it. Remember, the tongue is the smallest member, but the heart is to tame. So don't condemn yourself, but be honest and repent of the sin of the, the sins of the tongue, and start off by being honest and conscious of the words you use. If you find yourself in this place and want to lash out or say mean things, ask the Holy Spirit to show you the root of it and get down to the bottom of it. And let him, through his Holy Spirit, reveal what's really eating you. The good news is, there is hope for all of us. And we can learn to tame our tongue and use it properly to edify and bless others. It is time to pray. So just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Father, we live in such a wicked world. It's so easy for us to develop an ugly counterfeit spirit. And it's also easy to look down on others and to let our speech get out of control. I see the tendency in me when I speak negative about others and look down on them. Please forgive me, cleanse me, and please help me to humble myself and acknowledge my sense of my tongue. Help me to enjoy the comfort of your mercy rather than the sting of your judgment. I don't want to hurt others or even hurt myself by defiling myself with the words that go out of my mouth. But help me to edify others and myself with good words that come from you Help me to be quick to listen and slow to speak. I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the listeners that are out there. I pray with them right now, Father God, that you would Just help us all to speak good things, Father. I pray that you touch them right now by your Holy Spirit. I also pray for those, Lord, that are sick in body and that are experiencing pain right now. That one that has a headache and can't sleep at night. I pray, God, that you just intervene right now and bring healing. And I rebuke that pain. I rebuke that stress and that headache right now. I pray for that one, Lord, that has pain in their body. I rebuke that pain right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, and that one that has a broken heart, that just heard some bad news this morning, God, I pray that you comfort them and strengthen them. And Lord, also, God, that you just help us all to speak good things. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That's it for today. Join me next week. And the title of my teaching will be Unbalanced Scale. Goodbye and Shalom.